Welcome to Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve, and to our recap of Community Season 5, Episode 9, which is called, uh, what, VCR Repair and something else. My notes Howdy, partners! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I missed an opportunity there. That's Ryan Sheely. Hey, everybody. Uh, good to be back on the recap. Um, I've been following along um, uh, for the couple that I have not been on. I think I was last on for analysis of cork-based networking, if, I'm, if, if, if memory serves. Sure. Um, um, absolutely. And so we're, we're going to uh, – and we missed you last week talking about meow meow beans and endogenous forms of social order emerging from, uh, you know, grassroots um, – uh, you know, grassroots activity and how they how they just tend to recapitulate the dominant form of of hierarchical control. Well, it's okay. Whatever Jane Jacobs is read, um, when more than two people are present, I am there. Um, so it, it, I, it really warmed my heart to, uh, to 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 invoke Jane Jacobs and ha- and have me kind of hover over. No, I think you guys actually. And then Mark, I I, I believe it was Mark. Um, brought up the Stanford Prison Experiment, which also yeah. was another was something that was in my um, notes for that episode. Um, so you guys, uh, in fact, don't need me. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, but no, I think that this will actually pick up with that conversation pretty well because um, it will it either. So one of two things is that either there are some kind of continual themes that this season of Community is getting back to, because um, I actually wrote in my notes for today. Uh, either wrote or at least thought about kind of endogenous uh, endogenous versus imposed forms of social order. Um, and so either these are returning themes or we now just have a hammer and everything is a nail that we are just bashing with this, <laughs> this intellectual cudgel. Um, and for those right. of you who are listening, uh, I am, I am swinging my arm uh, in a, in a, in a, a hammer uh, manner, uh, making use of the visual medium that is the, uh, the overthinking of video podcast. <laughs> it, you know, there are, there are, um, like uh, uh, narrations of television shows for the blind, where a narrator's voice explains what's happening on oh, screen, and it's 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 like uh, it's like doing an it's like an audiobook with much better production values than the average audiobook because you have you know a large cast, a different actor playing every different character, and you have things like you know sound effects and and uh, a score and and things like this. I think we should get to the level uh, he said, bobbing his head. And, and moving his hand uh, rapidly in a circular motion. I think we should get to the level where we are, um, you know, where we are doing this for one another pretty much constantly throughout no, no. our Google Hangout recaps. He agreed silently, nodding his head almost imperceptibly. <laughs> Uh, so, all right. It seems like the A story uh, of this episode. Well, I don't know. I, which would you have called the A story and the uh, the B story? I mean, VCR. Oh, and I, I think this I, is like like some of the classic Beatles singles. This is a double A side, right? <laughs> like um, that. That I mean. Well, so I actually want to take a step back um, because this is the third. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is the third straight um episode in this season where um so usually i mean i I don't know if we've discussed this on this uh recap but the convention the title naming or the episode uh titling convention for community is something that is made to sound like the title of a college course right um and i think what's interesting is the last three so episodes seven eight and now this one nine um of, of season five of community um 
are all compound titles to bondage and beta male sexuality. Um, episode eight was uh, app development and condiments. Um, and then this week uh, is uh, VCR maintenance and educational publishing. Um, and so this is like actually really interesting um, in terms of... And I haven't gone back through all of the, the title archives, um, but this to me seems like a newer convention um, of rather than designating and cause, because usually the thing that the um, episode is about, um, like the episode before that, the analysis of cork-based networking or geothermal escapism, um, either uh, says what the whole episode is about, right? And so there, there's kind of a few kinds of um, – I guess as I was thinking about this title and about the episode, I was kind of thinking about types of community episodes. Um, and so in the ones that are kind of one thing, you the, the one thing either is means – one of two things it either is like the umbrella that ev all of the storylines fall under um and and so it's like geothermal escapism and even if there are multiple um storylines within that they're all taking place in the um lava world uh or um you have something like um uh, let's see if i could scroll, scroll back and find another um good one um i think maybe like introduction to teaching uh the second episode of this season um is one of the better uh, examples this season where that relates more closely to the a storyline and then there are our b and c storylines that relate to that somehow thematically or narratively but really there's kind of a a a big um you know, a, a, a larger kind of structure that bears the weight of what's going on in the episode and everything else is kind of providing um, flavor or support. So I think that this one is interesting because it's much more of a, um, you know, a, 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 a twin towers or double helix structure, right? I think that they're both there um, together and I think that they, they should be taken as such because to put make one A and the other B um, – I think misses the point of, of, of reading them together. Um, and so, and, and, and I think that part of how this is, um, I think what's interesting is that, and, and, uh, and it's hard to speculate about exactly why we are having more of these um, hybrid titles and kind of hybrid compound episodes. Um, but I think it's interesting in that you're you're seeing even like very clearly. I mean, most community episodes start in the study room, but here it's very clear now that the patterns are even becoming even more regularized. I feel like of now that the you know the framing device is the Save Greendale committee, they start in the study room. Um, they establish kind of what the tasks or things are and separate out to do them um, and then reconvene at the end. Um, and so I think that, um, so I don't know. So yeah, so we have the, um, the one storyline is the, um, the, sto the, the textbook heist or kind of uh, uh, breaking textbook bad, basically. Yep. Um, and we can uh, and talk about that. And then the other one is the uh, is the VCR um, uh, game with a pile of bullets, I believe, uh, if mm -hmm. I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, and which features the cameo from Breaking Bad's uh, creator uh, and showrunner Vince Gilligan. And so those are kind of the two streams here the and the the pile of bullets is uh is annie and uh abed um and uh, 
using the game as a vector to uh, decide who their new roommate will be. And the um, the, the stolen t- textbooks are uh, Jeff, uh, Shirley, Britta, and Mike Ermintrout. Uh, because in this, and in this episode, he really is Mike Ermintrout rather than Buzz Hickey, mm-hmm. uh, uh, deciding how to dispense of these um, these textbooks that they find. And those are kind of the two uh two poles that we that we have um and so i think i mean one question there of rather than going kind of sequentially one by one in this case and maybe even more generally what do we get by having these kind of two more two relatively separate but equal storylines together and and so we can we can drill down on any of them uh, more closely if we want but i'm kind of interested at the level of the episode and what kind of um resonance or uh or 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 thematic things you see going on between these two he says wavering his hands holding his hands up side by side and and shaking them uh to create the illusion of vibration yep i i mean i think that that we can actually even step back a little bit from that assumption and say that like one (laughs) one kind of thing uh it's not obvious that they that they necessarily should have anything to do with one another right like the storylines on er or ally mcbeal or what have you you know didn't necessarily just to pick two shows at random didn't always have have something to do with with one another right like the idea of a heavily serialized show a soap opera is that you know you follow each character on their on their story and though the threads may kind of cross and and entwine at different points each character is kind of on on their own thread and they're not um necessarily meant to uh mirror each other uh or relate to one another thematically i think that Mm. the foregrounding uh, uh, community foregrounding its construction in the ways that it does is one thing that engenders in us this idea that they're going to be related, right? That there is kind of a master plan, that there is a there is a sort of master theme behind. There's a kind of key to unlock, you know, um, a key to unlock, uh, you know, uh, the the meaning of the the meaning of the episode right but and i think that and i think that the us talking about it also presumes that in a way as well and that many of the other shows that we talk about do do that to some degree or another um and so i think about like um downton abbey uh which you and pete and um ben adams recapped um for and just uh, finished recently um one uh item that i think pete was really fond of pointing out was how the storylines there often do have these thematic uh resonances with each other or like even really very deliberate kind of echoes um and you see that um, often in uh, in another show that we recap, uh, Mad Men as well, I think has uh, does that a lot, um, and and I think viewing that you know in the context of you know the kind of show. So one thing is, and I think this is actually interesting um, to think about this of. You know, we've talked a little bit. We've we've gazed into the navel a little bit in talking about why why to why recap community and how how are we recapping community on overthinking it. And I think it's interesting because it's the only half hour show that we're um, recapping, um, and it's the only comedy that we're recapping. And everything else is this kind of hour long. Um, you know, uh, golden age of television um, serialized uh, drama, um, and and. 
I think that um, what's interesting is that part of how so you know community is you know it's tempting to view community through that lens, but the other like lens of which community is a part is the kind of you know comedy kind of soars thirty minute comedy show, right? So these are kind of you know the you know, 30 minute comedy shows that are on a variety of networks that are not, you know, Chuck Lorre sitcoms, right. That are not, um, and that, that, you know, so this is our, um, this is, you know, uh, just a community, um, you know, parks and rec falls into this. I would argue, um, I would argue that, uh, that 30 rock did, um, even in some of the animated shows like, uh, like Archer and Bob's burgers, I would argue fall into this. And I think that while these are doing things that are different from a, um, um, you know, a, a, a hour long drama um, and some of the kind of uh, hour long dramas that you see, I think that where what almost cues me to think about them in, in terms of, of connections and themes is also, I guess the way that I engage with comedy is from the lens of um, long form improvisation and, and through the, the form of the, of the Herald, which is a structure that kind of um, in, you know, in improvised long form, um, creates opportunities for connection and resonance between kind of um uh between disparate threads and you know there's a in in the uh upright citizens brigade textbook where they're explaining the herald um uh, use an image of a, a sphere and pouring paint over a sphere um and and it pulls at the top and then streams down the sphere in different streams uh and then reconnects at the end and so and um and and i think that I know because I I think about and perform um, improv, and you know I, I kind of approach these half-hour comedies in that way, um, especially. And so I think that that's partially why there's a you know again it is I, I joked about the kind of when you have a hammer everything looks like a nail joke, but there is like you know you go you you go it to overthinking with the tools that you have, uh, and and so I think that. Um, that that it leads that to um, lead lead that to happen. Um, I think that that said, part of why I, I bring this up is that you know of of the shows in the golden age of, of television um, that we've discussed, one that is less like that and is much more about a kind of different kind of um, that uses serialization in slightly different ways. I think actually is. Um, Breaking Bad, and so and and um, and 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 so as we kind of think about these two storylines about this episode as a whole, I think it could be useful to um, to think about you know what the Breaking Bad parallels also say with you know both this episode and um, and and uh, and and the community as a whole. Right. I mean, Breaking Breaking Bad was a was a story of sort of how water gets dirty, right? Like you drop a pile of poop into the water at the beginning and how the the kind of the bad effect of that spreads out, he said, moving his fingers apart slowly and, you know, uh, gesturing in front of the camera, right? How how that evil mm. kind of how permeates through... Uh, permeates through the environment, right? It's it's actually interesting, right? It's the it's kind of the opposite of the paint over the sphere, right? right? <laughs> uh, and, and so, uh, because I think that I think that's actually it's like you have a it's like you have a sphere like a water balloon full of paint, and you yeah. you pour you throw it in the pool, and it yeah. breaks, 
yeah. <laughs> it, you know, spreads like a stain. Yeah, absolutely. It spreads and it does reconnect. And there are like things that come together and uh, and pull apart. Um, but it is um, but it's it's operating um, differently. And this, the, the way that it relates to kind of gravity and space and tempo is um, is different. And I think that that's interesting with respect to. So I think what's interesting about these two storylines is that the so in the um in the 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 plotline with the textbooks, right? The um, the group tasked to clean up this janitor's closet or whatever it is um, discovers uh, these these textbooks, and almost instantly it becomes a a kind of a crime type situation. And I mean, to my mind, a very like Breaking Bad type situation. Like, and they're just—I mean—the fact that the textbooks are introduction to chemistry, uh, and yeah. the fact that Jonathan Banks is in this—I um, mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure that in an early draft, somebody pitched having somebody say something about half measures uh, and the avoidance of half measures, um, and that you know this kind of um, you know an attempt to talk about this in very you know, pragmatic terms. We're going to do this once. We're going to make a big score, and then we're out. And then, you know, very quickly, and in, in very kind of, you know, what what um, Breaking Bad did over the course of many seasons and many episodes, you know, over the course of th- you know three kind of uh, beats, it largely got out of control. Other people got involved. They uh, and they have to keep following these um, these consequences. So what this was, you know, emerged kind of organically, right? The structure of you know going from friends into into people playing the the games of heist kind of um emerges uh you know endogenously as the relate uh, as as a result of the discovery and of the situation they find themselves in and in contrast the uh, other storyline um the uh the the pile of bullets is a very top heavy rules heavy game right and that uh, a huge amount of the joke is Vince Gilligan explaining and playing out this very complicated game uh and and so um and and Abed layer that into their uh you know dispute of wh- over whether um Abed's girlfriend uh Abed, Abed's manic pixie um girlfriend uh, or um uh, Annie's bearded brother should um, move into to the apartment, and so that this is kind of imposed on top. That this kind of very regimented and rule-heavy, uh, and, and in many ways arbitrary structure is imposed on uh, on this situation, right? So they, they they arrive in two different directions. He says, um, moving his hands one uh, from the top and one from the bottom. Right. And it's about I mean, it's about the sort of the constructedness, the structurality, the arbitrariness of uh, what of sort of forms of social interaction and of forms of discursive control, um, because the the. You you don't always let let's see you don't always know when you're popping the v, the cassette into the VCR right to go through some sort of arbitrary ritual of of uh, interaction with another people in order to to get an outcome right they they didn't realize they were popping the DVD box set of Breaking Bad into the VCR when they um, when they discovered when they discovered the books, but it just sort of it just sort of happens, right? And the the way that those the way that those sort of uh, um, 
the way that those sort of forms, those sort of media influenced uh, norms of interaction can yeah. can work on us uh, insidiously, almost almost silently. Uh, and then you suddenly find yourself um, really entangled in them, really enmeshed in in whatever the arbitrary set of rules yeah. is. Uh, is it seems to be the subject of seems to be the subject of the episode. Well, and and, and I think that the fact that it and. I think the fact that you know you have one that's explicitly a game and one that explicitly of like emerges kind of organically highlights the ways in which this happens in um, communities bigger kind of you know large cast um, set piece episodes the big the deep genre parodies like last week's uh, or the lava world or or some of the other classics the paint uh, paintball um, etc that you know. What's going on in all of these is about how, you know, this this kind of the ways in which rules and identities mutually constitute each other and reinforce each other, and they can kind of, uh, and and you see this. Um, I mean, it would be fun to catalog the different ways in which you enter these kind of fantastical worlds in, in community. Uh, and that there, you know, in some cases, you know, I remember very clearly in the Lava World episode is that it becomes real. When, as soon as Abed says that there are stakes, there are consequences, um, then that's what makes it real for everybody. And you know, once they, they, they cut to commercial and when they come back, it, it, you know, the Greendale has transformed completely. Um, and, uh, and then in other cases, you know, uh, and actually you see this um, in last week's episode, um, they, that it's actually uh, periodized. They say kind of day one, day three, day five, I forget how they, they, they space it out, but you see kind of w- one social um, order eroding and the other uh, taking its place, he says, moving his hands from left to right, like a, um, like a Play-Doh factory extruding dough. <laughs> like the Plato factory of time, Explu- extruding time. extruding social order. <laughs> uh, yeah, and right, and uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's interesting. There's something in game theory where there are like turn-based games, and then you know, sort of simultaneous move games, and you know, and different ki- different kinds of games. And uh, they, they right, like they're playing uh, Annie and Abed are playing playing a simultaneous move. Uh, simultaneous move game. Um, well, the, well, and what's interesting though is, and the game comes pre-packaged, right? So that, um, so uh, Noble uh, Laureate uh, Eleanor Ostrom, who we talk about a lot on the TFT podcast, um, like writes a lot about that when you actually in the in the perspective of game theory uh when you're modeling strategic interaction in a game you write down a number of things there's a a standard set of things that you write down you write down the players you write down what they do what their payoffs are what they know about each other um and what ostrom argues is that the way that culture and institutions um shape strategic behavior and the way we should think about if you're a game theorist and you want to think about um uh, uh, institutions is that institutions in the real world are the things that actually tell you what 
the 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 parameters are on these your starting points in your model. So they tell you who can play the game and what moves there are and uh, what information people have and what payoffs there are. Um, and so that this is a you know um, a case where in some ways the Like because like this is very apparent, and there's a, a set of things that get fused onto a an everyday social situation of a rebate dispute. Um, whereas uh, you know, in other ways, and kind of in other forms of evolutionary and institutional game theory, um, there there are theories about how patterns of inter of interaction become codified into norms, social norms, or into rules that then in future rounds um, are. Uh, uh, become ossified into the structure, right? And so that that structure emerges through doing, um, and and you see that um, in the uh, in the um, in in the other plot line in the in the textbook plot line, um, and and I think then what's interesting is how they each get out of it, right? So that. Um, surely realizes that the books are worthless right the books are worthless and so as a result it all comes it all comes tumbling down um and in uh and in the other plot line they kind of essentially determine uh, both annie and abed through their interactions with um the uh girlfriend i guess it's rachel and annie's brother respectively um realize what is actually important right and so that in some ways what's interesting is that um valuation and what is valued and and the amount of value that's put on it um shapes then the you know can change the structure pretty quickly so even though there is symbols and and kind of socially constructed meaning there's actually something that's kind of you know in it, it, there's something about the interaction between material factors of money and because something that's really brought up in all of these is that people are broke, people are not getting paychecks, um, people are hard up for cash uh, in, in a variety of ways. So this interaction between material factors and kind of meaning and systems of meaning. So there's something kind of really interesting going on about how those uh, interact with each other. And I think that you know this is something that community as a – I think that putting these two together nicely highlights that this is something the community has been doing all along. And this is in some ways one of, it seems to be one of the big things um, that community is about because they are always playing games. And it's, and so, you know, it's in some ways kind of, you know, uh, it's, I'll go and say it, it's lazy internet commentary to say that like community is really just about meta commentary and just about genre parodies. Um, because that misses like the point, the larger at the very, uh, what the broader patterns uh, are at um, different levels of aggregation at the level of, um, you know, of uh, within episodes, uh, within arcs and seasons and seasons and within the show itself, that we see, or we're seeing this happen enough and in both similar and in different ways that that the show is is saying something interesting about these these factors and how they kind of you know jointly constitute reality. That this is not you know this is signal rather than noise, and so um, and so I think there's something interesting there going going on there. Yeah, I. Uh... I agree, and I agree that the that the I agree about it. It's sort of missing the point, right? It's sort of missing the point um, 
of it's sort of uh, missing the point that there is a that there is a sort of I don't know I would call it a sort of human element or a more humane element right that that animates some of the the more structurally self-conscious uh stuff and in this episode for me that that came through in the uh in the rain the you know watering can rain uh apology right which is like for me that that moment was was i felt like giddy when i was watching it yeah me too was was very emotional right (laughs) and it was that was community at its best you know what i mean that like using the uh uh using the um set of references as kind of a lens through which to focalize uh the the actual sort of human um the human interaction uh the human interaction going on so what i wrote down um in my crazy notes which i don't know if are actually showing up or not is i wrote down genre as a way to connect um and so that you know and and that that's you know I think that that's interesting is that genres, one thing that genres do is set up, you know, sets of rules and, and, and are there in a way game structures in themselves and set up expectations. And so that when other people know the genre, know the game, then it actually, rather than just, you know, playing through a trope or being exhibiting knowingness that it allows for, um, you know, language to be to be. It's it's about kind of setting a common language, and it makes the communication meaningful. Um, and so I think that that kind of um, that that yeah. moment really. Man, boy, I mean, God, all language is just you know a system of self-referential to the twenty-six letters of English. Man, you know, don't box me in with your alphabet, man. They and said, they- waving their arms wildly. <laughs> You know, you're you're in many languages, man. Don't de- right like in pictographic languages. Don't box me in with your ideograms, dude. I'm gonna communicate just through undifferentiated noise. <laughs> right? It doesn't work. Is my is my point? Um, right. That co- that constraints uh, constraints make. Uh, are what make the interaction meaningful, right? Or like, well, ex- or yeah. are what are a precondition for the possibility of creating meaning? Well, right, because and, and it's if you're totally away from. Well, so it's interesting because if Abed just did a totally, um, you know, if he just like repeated romantic comedy cliches and just spewed them out, then it would be. It, it, it would it would seem very trite, uh, both to like within the narrative and you know the meaning, meaningfulness of the gesture to Rachel would be limited, and to us we would not be getting the feelings that we are we're not getting the feels. Um, uh, you know, our our cold, dark, cynical hearts would not be uh, pierced with a, a moment of feeling. But if it were like you know what you just did, it would be unintelligible, right? So that uh, you know that the, there's this space of you know, taking a genre as the starting point for meaning, um, and then kind of within that, you know, spiraling off like s- little shoots of, of individuality and, and kind of interpretation of what that uh, what that is, where there is kind of you know individual voice uh, is happening within these kind of structures of meaning, right? And so it's not just you know 
radical free agency, but it's not radical kind of structuralism. But there's there's space for saying something fun and and, and connecting meaningfully um, within um, a space that's so that is so structured and such a kind of crowded discursive space. Yeah, and and of sort of sharing something with someone, of sort of yeah. sharing enjoyment uh, with with someone, or sort of sharing you know, something, something personal. I mean, we're always, it's, it's always, when we talk about movies, it's always autobiography, right? Yeah. Like it's, 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 um, you know, it, when we talk about pop music, we're really just talking about how much we love each other. Well, and that's, I was just going to say that he says reaching out, stroking his, 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 his built in laptop camera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I'm nuzzling up to the to the the um, webcam. Uh, well, you wanna you wanna bring us you wanna bring us home on on this episode. Good good gig. And I mean, it's it's. I, what is the trip and fall person doing there? Uh, you hired a stuntman. No, no, I didn't. I think that that's undercutting. I think that th- that the function of that is 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 a bit of a wink, right? Like that's to prevent it from getting maudlin. But I sort of don't mind that unselfconsciousness. I don't. I, that, sorry, that self-consciousness. I don't mind that that sort of slightly distancing, of, you know, effect of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is, right? It's this very, very much a Fremdung's effect, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, where it's, it's definitely going to say, nope, nope, this is still community. Here we are. Boom. Though the point of the, of the, the alienation effect, and I, I won't attempt the German word, but um, the, the, the point of it is different from, from Brecht's point, right? Brecht wanted us to look at, at a play uh, and see... Um, the underlying uh, economic relationships that are obscured by the sort of sentimentalism of theater and by our identification with things that are that are uh, happening on the stage. Um, uh, <laughs> community wants us not to think that it's it's gone totally soft. You know what I mean? Right. Not to think that it's become uncool. <laughs> Right. Although it is interesting what you just described uh, of what the point of kind of the alienation effect in Brecht is, is actually echoes pretty heavily what I was saying earlier about what is what kind of this, uh, there is this aboutness, uh, if there is one uh, identifying this kind of focus on material relationships and kind of how material incentives um, interact with kind of meaning. And so like there is actually something rather... You know, there there are Brechtian elements in um, uh, uh, in in community. Sure, uh, I mean, both, and the way yeah. it's it's gone, it's very good because it's it's um, uh, it's very good because uh, community does does it has done it with grades, right? And grades are a great medium for talking about this kind of thing because we all can. Uh, we all can recognize their arbitrary character, right? Both, both in the sense of sort of constructedness, and right. also in the sense of they involve arbitration, right. you know. Right. And right. and uh, in right in both senses, they are one thing and could be something else, and yet there's a whole system of value built uh, built around them. And the um, the way that uh, uh, Mike Ermintrout has talked about. Um, like what did he say the a minus give him an a minus you know yeah yeah definitely definitely um yeah so i think that uh yeah so are there any other um 
uh, I think th- I don't know if we have any other loose ends. I feel like we've now. Um, um, I haven't been keeping an eye on the clock, but we may have doubled the episode length, uh, right. or at least I, at least equaled it. If not, and I feel uh, like we've solved it. we've we've solved community at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. QED. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be uh, we'll be back with more community recaps. These have been these have been fun to do. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it again. I don't know if we'll do it again next year, but we have a few more in the current season, and and I want to ride this one out. Uh, Mad Men and Game of Thrones are coming, so that's you know that's where we live. Yes, uh, <laughs> right. Yes. That's, the, that's the the dark winter of the 1970s is coming. <laughs> We're just right. gonna do them both together, right? We'll just do a joint Mad Men uh, Game of Thrones recap. All men must die and have their identity. No, never mind. No spoilers. this is not the tft podcast so uh if you're interested in hearing ryan and me talk like this at each other uh more you can um uh, listen to the tft podcast uh which you can get uh on overthinking it it's there on the homepage. always the latest uh the latest episode is there uh and uh we're currently doing pop music in this uh, present iteration and uh this historical overview of, of pop music right yes sir Yes. And uh, it's uh, uh, this week. Born to Run will be the topic of the seminar. Um, so if you uh, if you want to review your your Springsteen, um, one trick I learned in college is that never say you're reading something. Always say you're rereading something. You know. Oh yeah, I'm rereading Bruce Springsteen's Born to. I'm giving another listen to Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run to. Uh, to prepare for the um, to prepare for that podcast, uh, the Overthinking It podcast, and uh, the TV recap feed, where you can get uh, all the TV recap shows for uh, Community this season, for Mad Men, for Game of Thrones, uh, and for anything else that uh, Downton Abbey, anything else that happens to catch our fancy. We will be back next week with more Community. Until then, you can visit us on the web at OverthinkingIt.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny. It, it probably, probably doesn't, doesn't deserve. deserve, they said in unison. <laughs>